Right, donut? No. Do you want a crispy M&M? Nope. With some crisps? No, with my bet, actually. Are we French fancy? That sounds quite nice. <laughs> Lauren has put on a tremendous spread. She really has. She's outdone herself. Yes. You should ask her to be your wife. I already did. <laughs> right, where are we this week? We are delving into the love-hate world of Rob Zombie with House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects and the fact that you love him and I hate him. Like Marmite. <laughs> Except Marmite is shite. <laughs> Marmite is shite. <laughs> disclaimer before we start, I love Rob Zombie. I love everything he does. There's a good chance you could probably just take a shit up in a wee table, film it for an hour, and I'd probably still try to find some sort of artistic merit in it. And I'll... Uh, dis- well, a disclaimer for me is I don't, I don't hate him. I like his music, and I don't particularly hate these movies in terms of I probably will watch them over the course of time. Certainly, the two that we're talking about today, I will watch them again before... I'm done, I believe. However... What, in life? In life, yeah. <laughs> um, but I just have a lot of issues, which I have written down in notes and we will get to. And hopefully you've got uh, good points to back them up because you seem to sing his praises. Yeah, I seem to... I honestly think this is going to end up in, like, me and you in the garden, take our taps off and just be in the box. Well, I've been drinking my uh, Perlenbacher German Pilsner, so I am ready. And I drink cider, so I'm ready to beat you, beat wives. <laughs> <laughs> do, do all, all the hillbilly shit. So, House of a Thousand Corpses came out in 2003 after a long dispute. Uh, it was with Universal. Universal wouldn't release it because it you was wanna. going to be an NC-17 rating. Eventually, Lionsgate swooped in. They were like, come on, give us it, guys, we'll have it. Lionsgate are actually pretty good with the, the kind of horror movies and that because you don't uh, sometimes associate Lionsgate with chick flicks and that but they've got some good uh, oh, Lionsgate was brilliant uh, they've got some really good releases and shit was for Lionsgate so I came out it's it's carnage it's mayhem it's bedlam it's Rob Zombie's total throwback homage to the 70s exploitation horrors such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre a House of Eyes just fucking crazy shit I don't I sometimes agree with people that there's certain bits to let it down and then there's other times where I just think everyone is wrong and I hate why humans are so fucking wrong and why they're still talking to me such as yourself I don't get how you don't like this film no but I think I've got valid points for the things that annoy me about this film probably the reasons you sometimes agree that people are right in their criticisms or are distaste for it and like I, I say, say I I'm not very very rarely I think people are right what I'm saying is I'm not right I don't I'm not written any of these movies off I haven't written him off and I will go and we will watch 31 we'll probably do another episode specifically on 31 and maybe mix it up with uh, we need to edit the Kickstarter for it <laughs> <laughs> however just some some of the the issues I have with the script and the character development that, that's in these movies I just don't think that it's that it's healthy it spawned people on Instagram. I used to have a bunch. I follow a bunch of horror Instagram pages, and I had to delete a bunch, like a few of them, because some of them were posting up pictures of serial killers and saying, "Oh, he's so brilliant. I love him." I'm thinking that is absolute fucking bonkers. But you can't do that, or you, you can, but you're mental. You're a mentalist. I, I don't. And I think I think Rob Zombie's movies is, is ties into that whole idea that because he almost glamorizes everything. 
and I def- and I will get any once we actually start going through the movie. But I don't I don't think he glamorises it. I think he's just a fan of all the horrors, and he's just making he's making a movie. He's a horror movie fan making a movie for other and that is the problem with fans. the modern world because it's you know how you've got these movies like uh, the the trailer comes out. You've, like I think the Ghostbusters movie done it a bit. The trailer comes out. The fan reaction is absolutely terrible and then they think oh shit and they try and change bits of the movie to fit the fans the fans aren't movie makers Rob Zombie's not a movie maker he's a guy with money who's made a movie and this is this is evident in the subpar piece of movie that he's uh, that he's made right. and why Universal wouldn't put it out the t-shirt's coming off <laughs> in the garden right right, right. let's go Dem- so, uh, how's it how's corpses? corpses a group of as is with all these movies a group of kind of young teens including Dwight K. Schrute yeah. from the American office uh, we stumble across this petrol station ran by Captain Spalding a man donned in clown makeup who runs like a, a murder raid uh, and they learn they go on the murder raid learn of a f- mythical or is it mythical uh, murderers no they're true uh, all the fish uh, uh, yeah, different murderers and also a local murderer called Dr. Yeah, that's right. Satan that's right a local one uh, the Dr. Satan <laughs> Captain Spalding then tells him where the, the tree where Dr. Satan was hung they go to try to find it the car breaks down they end up in this mad world with the Firefly family who are kind of southern hillbilly psychopaths and shit gets thrown straight into the fan yeah my first question it. my first question is would you go into that museum yeah fuck yeah of course I would go into that museum absolutely and then when you see his, his place is called fried chicken and gasoline I think it's kind of like that place in Marbella we go to sometimes the, the wee petrol station with the chicken <laughs> oh I, I really hope they've got a murder raid I hope they've got a murder raid there <laughs> they've got a mechanics MOT station at the back ah oh, but I'd, well, it might buy be the same it, it, might be as, it might be as murderous I don't know can convert that anyway if we want to buy it and do it ourselves but you need to learn Spanish you need to I'd need to finish learning Spanish yeah that would take a while so eh uh, House of Thousand Corpses I, d- I just don't understand why how people can't don't like it like horror fans it's well, uh, well, everything I'll tell you want. what my third note will tell you why because it's, te- it's a terrible script how's it a terrible script it's a script? terrible script it's just it's just swearing for the sake of swearing it's rubbish characters and it's just the wee old man that goes in and he's talking oh yeah and then he pushed himself and you're like no but it's just like it just doesn't feel real it doesn't feel like a genuinely good script it just feels like it's all coming from the one mind it's just and that, of course it is but good writers manage to make different characters completely separate and you can actually you can see things happen however I do have another point about Rob Zombie's writing and the fact that what annoyed me about is the Halloween movie that he remade mm-hmm. that the three main lassies annoyed the absolute tits off me because they were very very similar and then I thought to myself well he's kind of rewriting the whole you know the, the jock the stoner the slut the brainiac formula because in real life, you have you your friends with people who are similar in you. That you you adopt the same, especially teenagers. You adopt the same language, the same actions. They you, you mm-hmm. can do things very very similar. So having all these, having the, the the trope of all the characters being compl- like from different genres all the way around, including the totem black guy, that's not real. However, we've come accustomed to watching it in movies. So when you see like a kind of real life situation of three lassies, who are all equally as annoying, but could very well be friends in real life it just doesn't sit well watching it you're watching it in the telly thinking no this isn't this is crap crap writing because they're the same but okay. that's my I, that's for that that movie for Div, uh, for House of Thousand Corpses the writing shit <laughs> I don't I don't think either of those girls would be with either of those guys 
the four of them are the two guys and the two girls yeah, are yeah, completely yeah. different uh-huh. well that's what I've written here when they're going through the murder raids you've got Albert Fish Lizzie Borden Ed Gein all three really well known murders we've done a part on Albert Fish if you go back to um, whatever episode it was I, I, I think it's a coherence episode we talk about Albert Scott Fish Scott I can't remember what number this is <laughs> And uh, last podcast and left, just done three episodes in Albert Fish, and the guy was mental, so he's worthy to be in there. But he's also not really well known in terms of, like, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, John Wayne Gacy's and whatever else. Lizzie Borden, mental as well. Christina Ricci's done a, mm-hmm. a movie or a TV show. Uh, Lizzie uh, Borden had an axe or something like that. Yeah. Three wax with a wet noodle board! <laughs> <laughs> that's that Simpsons episode where Martin dresses up as Lizzie Borden. And then you've got Ed Gein, who's obviously texting some Massacre, uh, Psycho, uh, Simpsons of the Lambs, yeah. Psycho, really famous guy. My question is going through that murder raid. Why did the girls not want to go on the murder raid, and why are they even there if not interested in the, the research that the boys are doing? Maybe they're just like, "Fuck it, it's a cross country wee trip. Why don't we just go? Why don't we go and be be moaning bitches the whole way through it?" I'd say the same way. Me and you would go to do that, and I'd be like, "Oh, but Lane and Lauren wouldn't." But I know for a fact Lane and Lauren would be well in for that murder raid. Yeah, they'd fucking love it. Uh, the photos in the bit behind Captain Spaulding's desk they're like paintings they're like Myra Hindley oh is it my passport that's up <laughs> <laughs> I need to oh, get, get that joke in first before MDLs else does <laughs> in Scott's passport he is the absolute double in Myra Hindley it's my old passport the one that I lost but I, I might have an old picture somewhere that if I can find it I'll, I'll post it up and uh, he lost it next to the body of a boy who murdered <laughs> in the moors <laughs> uh, those are based on the Alistair Crowley paintings that he did of the serial killers right. and then apparently he like whitewashed over them or burnt them or there's some mad story those are rep- meant to be reproductions oh, really? of them but how would you ever know because I really heard you just commentary. need to you, just, I, I, you heard that <laughs> but how would they, how would anybody know what Arthur Crowley's actual paintings look like that would just be Maybe subjective but anyway Murder Right it's brilliant I enjoy it I think the whole film the way it cuts the editing is so chaotic it's so all over the place it cuts to kind of inverted scenes where it's really strong colour like the x-ray filter in your like snapchat type yeah. shit and then it cuts to old grindhouse graphics it cuts to what looks like snuff films and I've heard online there's a lot of criticisms but like oh, editing's all over the place but I think it's meant to be it's meant to be like a fucking 70s grindhouse yeah. trash and it creates like a feeling of unease when you're watching it but you also run the risk of creating the unease to people who be like ah well nah I'm just not going to watch the end of it yeah because it maybe feels too real too, too real for all you all you folk that can't handle no that, that part <laughs> didn't bother me I don't have any criticisms with the editing the editing is spot on because uh, the editor is a completely different guy from Rob Zombie we, well, um, I think it was Rob Zombie edited it was right, it probably will be no I, you know, I'm, I'm actually give, I'm, I'm being being harsh and being uh, thingy because I actually do like him I do like his music his knowledge in classic cinema it's incredible the whole it makes you want to rewatch it every time you watch it there's another nod to another film that you never seen the first time you watched it even watching it back I've seen it like four or five times watching it back for this I was going oh shit that's from such and such yeah. that's from that I think I mean is, what, film, is that just classic horrors he's got the nods in or is it from classic cinema it's classic cinema you could, add, you could argue that's the original Willy Wonka with the murder raid isn't it like the mm-hmm. like when they go through because apparently the kids did not know anything about what was inside Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and that's why they look scared bewildered and they were they sure about the ride because they had no idea what that was I'd rather go on the murder raid than Willy Wonka's one that's that that because Willy Wonka's obviously got to touch a Willy ain't he so is that Willy Wonka <laughs> was that Roald Dahl I don't Can we know say that? Is that true? I don't know. I don't know if you learn more pedophiles. Alright, well, I think there's always the character assassination. Undertone. There's always the pedophile undertone, like the BFG, the big guy who steals kids out the windows. I mean, that's pretty pedo, isn't it? No. 
It collects dreams. Hi, the dreams of little kids. <laughs> right. Sherry Moon's laugh in this movie is annoying as fuck. It's so, so annoying. Sorry, you lose. <laughs> and I know that's the point, but oh, it literally got that but I actually had to because I think we were talking like last night and like it gets too far, it comes up again and I was like Sherryman's laugh is enough to make me never want to watch this movie again and I know that's the point it's unhinged it's made yeah. to show that she's just she doesn't give a fuck she's crazy <laughs> I know but and that's what I've I actually you know I'm, I'm being pretty harsh in this movie and I'm going to be pretty harsh in this movie because she does literally rip my knitting throughout this movie and you can't say that the, um, oh, there's ass shots or whatever I mean the, physically the best not that the physical attributes make should be judged upon but she looks the best when she does the bit of boob impression with the wig on and the wee makeup and you can't really see you know when she's doing the show and she's I dancing I don't think that looks anything like her I think that looks like something totally well, different maybe that's my point <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. uh, but I, I do get better so see we're going to talk about the next movie I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm less critical well, there's gratuitous ass shots plenty. Every time Sherry Moon Zombie's in it. And I always find that a wee bit weird that he brings his wife into the film and then, right, well, get your ass out. Get the tits out. I wonder if she's contracted to the movie in a professional way that it's done, like, not like husband and wife, like, oh, I've already seen your boobies, let's everybody else see them. <sighs> or, or let's show off your boobies and your butt. Um, or if he's just <laughs> that's saying, that Rob Zombie's voice. <laughs> that's his voice. Have you not heard him speak before? That's totally his voice. <laughs> or if he sits down and uh, says... Uh, Miss Moon, here's your contract. You will be uh, expected to do three scenes of nudity with uh, one nipple shot and two butt shots lasting approximately 35 seconds each scene. But you would then just go home and go, Rob, but I'm not doing that. She obviously You're not going to show your boobies in your butt, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. Show me them boobies. That's not his voice. I think, do you know what you and the rest of the fucking people that don't like it are doing wrong? You don't watch a Rob Zombie movie to critique Ah, so you don't watch it to expect it to make sense or yeah. be good. You just shut you off watch, and you watch it as if let it run. Do you know what? Start a movie. You're climbing out of the roller coaster. Your pants are off. Ready to enjoy this? <laughs> Turn the movie on. Roller coaster goes. You have a fucking brilliant time. It's madness. It's chaos. It's just fun. And you come off at the end and go, "What the fuck just happened? Who cares? Let's do it again." And you do it again. And then you go. Do you know what? I'm no sick yet. I want to do it again. And then you maybe stop because... I mean, it does cause debate and a lot of people who perhaps, like myself, who say that they they don't like them will continue to watch them. Will watch these new movies, will follow them. I follow them on Instagram. You Mm -hmm. know, I I do have a somewhat, not really vested interest, but I do have an interest in what it gets up to. And there also will be people who, like, the people who are fans of the horror genre or can watch horrors uh, there will be people who just completely shut off to his movies and not want to see them however I do enjoy watching anything that I can get my hands on like if, in terms of like be, having try to have knowledge of all horror movies and no matter how ridiculous they are how shocking they're supposed to be how controversial they are the, the more controversial the better I just don't think has hit a high in a controversial scale and I don't know actually saying like going on this train of thought I don't know if that's his point however he certainly does create debate and debate creates publicity and publicity is good when you're in might be in the public eye alright all right, Roger Ebert <laughs> <laughs> I just had to sound intelligent here before I get to my next note <laughs> the, I think he's much like Eli Roth a lot of folk hate Eli Roth slate everything I he does for fucking and good reason though man you watch how, some of his latest knock knock right, you watch okay, knock knock I, yeah. I didn't enjoy knock knock but Cabin Fever was brilliant Hostel 
Hostel I preferred Hostel too, but Hostel was a great idea. Did he do Hostel too? He done two, but not three. Is that right? Yeah. Aye, and Hostel two was good as well. Green Inferno. I honestly really like Eli Roth. I think he's great. Same as Rob Zombie. I don't get how you can be a true horror fan and not get all these nods that he's putting in. All everything he's doing is stylistically what everyone loved from the seventies and eighties. He's just he's remaking it. He's giving it a wee tribute. And folk are going, that shit. Do you know what it might be? I might be more annoyed at the people, the, the online reception and the fans and the debate that's, that's spawned for people saying that, that it's shite and for whatever reason and hating on it. I might be more annoyed at those people than actually the movies themselves. Because I don't mind the Ross movies, but I do... And I'm not saying that I'm reading other people's opinions or, you know, online trolling and believing it or, or what. But just, I think I might be more annoyed at the whole kind of debate that it spawned rather than actually the movies or the artworks themselves I don't know what that says about me as a person <laughs> probably says quite a bit about you to be honest right I got a question you know how the, the two cops in this movie and House of Thousand Copses who, who plays them I feel like my mind will be blown when you tell me what else they were in I did have an idea who one of the, the younger cop was and when I seen The Devil's Rejects because he's back in it I knew exactly who he was do you want me to tell you who he is yeah Deputy Duffy from uh, Scary Movie fucking hell and then the other cop was the trans character, Venus Van Damme, from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, so it was. I thought, do you know what, when I was watching it, when I put on Devil's Rejects and I seen it, I, th- I just assumed it was the same guy. I thought both of them were Deputy Duffy, but no, you're right, that is. That is. Both, both of them were Deputy Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> is it Duffy? That's Duffy, isn't it? Duffy, because it's Dewey and Scream, and then they make it funny that call him Duffy. And and who is the older guy, the, the older cop in uh, House of Thousand Copses? Because that's... He plays Harry Cooper in Night of the Oh my god, I should have known that! Don't be He's totally he, uh, he actually died a wee while ago, so. Um, oh really? Aye. Uh, rest in peace, Tom Tills. Okay. Yes, that is his name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking did know that. It's the moustache, the moustache threw me off. So, they've been around, and I think they've killed a bunch of folk, right? These these four characters we're watching, they killed them pretty quick. They killed the guy for the office reasonably quick. Um, he becomes fish boy. He becomes fish boy, yes. Uh, they put uh, one of the girls in the basement, um, and then they put her in a cage, and there's just hundreds of people in the, in the cage. Like, what the hell? Who the hell are those people in the cage? Is other it, people that the family. But then they try and they try and like kind of actually try and kill her. I'm thinking, what is this? What a mishmash of different horrors? Is this the people under the stairs or something? It's the same as like the loved ones, that Australian one, where oh, yeah, she's the door. And you, other guys are under. There's loads of folk underneath because they've not ate, they've not fucking drank. They're just anything. They just want to attack and kill it and eat it. I know what I'm like if I've known my dinner. <laughs> That's why I put on this whole spread. <laughs> uh, you know how in, in, the, in the field and stuff, like they just casually killed a whole cemetery worth of people and marked their graves out in the open and nobody's found them yet? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Don't just try to start looking for logic. Right. Go back to the roller coaster theory. Have fun. Shut your mind off, enjoy it, and then that's it. They go into. You don't have to analyse everything. You do, that's thing. the point. You go into. Uh, they go into the. Somebody was chucked into like a well or something, and there's water at the bottom, and then there's like voodoo zombies come out. Where the fuck did they come from? The well? I don't. Uh, <laughs> not buy it. It's meant to just be chaos. I've written down here, he's, right, I think there's a part of this movie that I don't actually fully understand. I've written down that his Dr. Satan makeup is shite. Now, I'm talking about Bill Mosley's skeleton makeup, but he's not Dr. Satan. He's not Dr. Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan is the guy with the weird duck face thing with this gas mask thing in the in its Yeah, like the biomechanical. And is he actually thing? dead? Uh, I don't know. 
because I always assumed that um, Captain Spaulding was leading him up that path on purpose, uh, and Doctor Satan was Bill Mosley. And then, because uh, like, I've always, I've always just kind of half watched them before, but I properly kind of watched them this time. Well, I didn't know because I, I still thought he was Doctor Satan, but seeing it now and seeing the second one and definitely probably watching that one I felt that I've missed the story slightly and that's probably due to Rob Zombie's terrible writing rather than my ability it's, no, to it's follow the movie due to the, yeah, that you can't or that you're trying to analyse every fucking thing just enjoy it I will you know I did kind of enjoy it but I was wondering is there actually a thousand corpses in this movie like skeletons and that no no hmm. well then it's a lie then isn't it ah but the graveyard that you just fucking moaned about probably had a thousand graves in it yeah, well, it should be called House and Garden of a Thousand Corpses, isn't it? Plot of Land of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know. Area, if that, area I don't, of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know if that would have sold as well. <laughs> Landowners with a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. <laughs> right, nothing really happens. He just kills everybody. Wow, so edgy and different. And when Rob you're on a roller coaster, you really break the mould. <laughs> you only go from point A to point B, and then you go back on it. it doesn't need to go anywhere. Don't. I don't know. It, it, I mean, it was okay. The first half of it, I think, is Do you know how you know it's a good movie? The lassie that goes missing, or the, one of the four lassies, our dad plays old Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan, and he's in it. If there's somebody for Saving Private Ryan in it, it's got to be good. Liam's yes. rule of cinema, if Saving Private Ryan's in it, it's a good one. And there must be people in Saving Private Ryan who amounted to nothing. Tom Hanks. Right, well, not Tom Hanks, obviously. Adam Goldberg. Obviously not Adam Goldberg. He's in everyone. Vin Diesel. Ah, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to fight the rock. Fucking Matt Diesel. Damon. Matt Damon. I know who's in it. Well then. Loads of people. They're all, they're all brilliant in all movies. Most movies. Maybe not Vin Diesel. But. Forget Vin Diesel. I think it's slightly overrated. But I, I also. slightly over no, I also think that it's, I mean, it just doesn't seem to go anywhere and I think that they glamorise the violence in it and it's like I'm all for one I'll watch movies that are completely brutal with violence absolutely I don't like the scenes where you know how when uh, the guy from the office was getting turned into fish boy yeah. and they're slicing him in open razor and stuff and chopping his hand off You're, you more see they two laughing and having a good time about it rather than you see him being in pain and thinking this yeah. is fucking terrible you, you don't feel you don't feel it's almost like they're, they're making you feel good about somebody being tortured you don't feel I see, like, I think you don't feel bad for him you feel like you're on their side I think it's and that's more... the point that he seems to do this you're always on the side of the devil's rejects you're never on the, the victim's side and that's I, I think dangerous it's the, the Scarface thing when he's hanging up in the bathroom and he gets a chainsaw and then the camera cuts away and you think oh my god it's so violent he's just put the chainsaw through the guy's head but it's about what is it that's what's in your head you don't see that on camera so you don't see them turning him into fish boy but it creeps you out it irks you it gets to you. I think that's good filmmaking. No, because you already see them torture him and they have a good time doing it. Also, I've never seen Scarface, so I'm assuming that's a wee spoiler you just gave me there, so cheers, cheers for it's that. It's not really a spoiler. <laughs> it's like um, halfway through it. How can you not have seen Scarface? There's loads of you've major films. You've done a movie podcast know, and you've not seen Scarface. I know, there's loads of major films that I've never got around to seeing. And yet you've got sex in the city and you're... This is not, it's not my shelf! Honestly. And you're sounding a bit like you're becoming a prude now that you've turned like 44. The, the oil violence oh, hurts me. I only turn. Our, our laugh's too high pitched. It hurts my old No, our, our, no, our, our laugh is annoying. You cannot deny that. So what we're saying is, if you're you young, get, you might I, like House of Thousand Corpses. If you're old as shit, like that's bag of fucking young, sad. House of Thousand Corpses might de- continue your developing brain into a personality disorder, and you might think you're actually a murderer. I was groomed twice as a child. If anything, this wasn't going to make me worse. 
It was it was the it was the child <laughs> rape that made you think it was fucking Have you got any more to say? Because you know at the start when it's Doctor Wolfenstein, it cuts to like the old fashioned fifties. Rob Zombie was meant to be Doctor Wolfenstein, but he kind of decided that no matter what makeup he wore, it's People obviously with them. So there's a guy in the background smashing a pumpkin. That's it for four seconds. That's Rob Zombie. Oh yeah, I learned that in the commentary as well. So is this his? This is his first movie. Yeah, yeah this is the directorial debut. Uh, and also, there's a bit where it cuts to the monsters, uh, and it's Grandpa, Grandpa Monster and the Dragula, which is obviously a nod to Rob Zombie's biggest song. Yeah. And I fucking love the monsters. So any reference to the monsters, I'm all on board with. I got monsters toy up there. I know. Yeah. Nice to see inside DVD. No, I see that in man. I actually really like it. I fucking love the monsters. Mm. Decide for yourself. Don't just enjoy it. I'm giving it. Do you want to? I've given. I've given it a six. Before you, right, just before you say it, I well, if you said, said it, it anyway. I don't trust anyone that doesn't enjoy Rob Zombie in life. I wouldn't trust you with money. I wouldn't trust you with children. I wouldn't trust you with my DVDs. I wouldn't trust you in. So that, I did that in ordinary why, priority by the way yeah, like the money, last thing the most important DVDs and what was the last thing you said DVDs no um, <laughs> because well that, that's why that's why you invited me to that gig originally wasn't it to test me out to see whether it was trustworthy or not yeah then, I actually just did the spare ticket and I thought you know you keep saying that but I don't buy, I don't buy it the no. gig starts in there who is going to be sad enough that they don't have any friends they're not doing anything they might actually come no no. And you, 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 waited, you waited for the last minute so <laughs> that I felt as if oh god he really needs a friend to come to it so uh, I'll, I'll ask him so I was like of course I'll come and you enjoyed it of course I did which I feel is kind of backstabbing Rob Zombie because just, you enjoyed I it see, the whole a, time standing in the crowd I enjoy thinking, his music your movies are shit I enjoy his, mu- his music I've seen him twice in concert his music and his movies are the same they're just fucking in your face buzz it let's have fun that's a fun rock and roll. There's nothing serious to take from it. I enjoyed uh, House of Thousand Copsies more that time than I ever have done in the past. Like watching it properly, like the whole way through, I enjoyed it that time more than I ever have done in the past. And I, but I am only giving it. A, it's not awful. I said so. I'm giving it six Stifler's mums out of ten. And Connor Stifler's mum because the mum in this movie reminds me of Stifler's mum. But it's not a Stifler's. It's not a Stifler's mum. I am giving it a, an eight. Even though I love it, there's still bits that. Yeah, fuck, I'm just going to an 8. I don't, even, I don't need to explain myself. No. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's criticism. There is parts that's, that, 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 that deserves the, the criticism, I think. But when yeah. I first got... i seen this and that, like, when it was released, a back page advert in Kerrang, House of Thousand Copies, and I was like, I must own this. All I seen was the title. I was like, I must own this. And then I think I had to buy it from America because it wasn't out here yet. And although it must have been if they were advertising it in Kerrang. Yeah. But then I got it and I took it to my friend's house and we kind of watched it and fell asleep and I remember waking up but like I was kind of dozing in and out as I was watching it and feeling really trippy because it's a fucking trippy movie and I sleeping and I remember waking up going I don't know if I enjoyed that yeah I don't know and then I watched it again I fucking love well it. I think that's been my problem then because I've only seen it like a handful of, like once or twice and I've never really seen it the whole way through and I don't really pay attention so the, watching it paying attention I'm like actually it's not that bad however I'm still not saying it's super brilliant but you're not slating it I'm not slating it is this just because you live in fear that I'm going to wrestle you in the garden? No, it's because I live in fear that I'm going to tweet this episode to everybody and one of these people might actually <laughs> watch it. I've got a signed House of Thousand Copses poster. Because which test- I bought from Rob Zombie's eBay. Because a testament to the movie, all the people in it, as far as I can see, are nice people. Like Bill Mosley on t- on Twitter, he's brilliant at con- conventions. That. He's brilliant and to his fans. He's, he's got so much movies. time. Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, brilliant. 
Well, with that episode's coming up, and I can't wait to can discuss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Devil's Rejects Devil's is Rejects. the sequel, not sequel. It's the same characters loosely. Otis in House of a Thousand Corpses, played with Bill Mosley, is an albino, and Devil's Rejects is not an albino. Uh, Captain Spaulding is Baby's dad, whereas in House of a Thousand Corpses, it's never alluded to. Well, that I'd get that's one of my one of my notes here. I had to ask that. Yeah, uh, it's very. It's like they take the characters who work the best. Yeah, and give them a uh, yeah, different story. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like they've they've had a bit more money put into it because obviously the first one done well and they got cult following. They got more money to expand the story, so they've changed it slightly. They're, they're totally, that's totally obvious, but it's not detriment to the to the movie. You don't watch it as a straight sequel to yeah. the first one, so it's not. As it's a not. standalone movie, Devil's Rejects is brilliant in itself. As a sequel, it'd be a letdown. If you liked House of Thousand Corpses and went to go see this as being House of Two Thousand Corpses, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. This is a road, a seventies road movie. House of Thousand Corpses is a seventies exploitation movie. It's two different styles. Both kind of like natural born killers. I think Devil's Rejects is very Tarantino in its script and everything about it. There's certain scenes where just the dialogue between the characters is very Tarantino. Yeah. House of Thousand Corpses didn't quite have that because you think they're writing shit. I think it's just because it didn't it didn't need long scenes of dialogue between the characters but also what you can see is people can improve over time if they stick to their art so by Devil's Rejects being a better script it shows that he's improved since his directorial debut and writing debut but I no, think do you agree? possibly I don't think he's improved from being low down and like vastly improved I think he's always been up there and just steadily getting better Although I'd maybe say Devil's Rejects is one of his best. Well, I've only ever seen the other the Halloween movies. I've never seen Lords of Salem yet. So I thought Halloween movies are brilliant. And coming from someone who thinks the original Halloween is like the the film, that's a lot to say that the reimagining is brilliant. But, but that's that's it. the thing with reimagines and remakes, isn't it? Because the original Halloween still exists. You can yeah. always go back and watch. You can watch that one. It doesn't matter. There's no there's no need for for haters. Yeah, the piss and moan online that oh my god they're remaking it oh it's going to ruin the original how's it going to ruin it yeah. it's not like by watching the new one they're going to give, your give it back give it back and punch it every time you watch yeah. the original I know it's the, the obviously the being current the Ghostbusters kind of carry on is, is the biggest testament to that isn't it like it isn't like they've like you know Bill Murray doesn't exist because you've watched yeah. the, the female version of Ghostbusters or the remake I've, of Ghostbusters I've started to see it I still want to see it I still I'm, still I'm going to give it a go yeah it I think Melissa McCarthy is hilarious yeah and but we're saying that but we've still not actually bothered to go see it but I think that's out of laziness yeah it's out of laziness there's so much I've not bothered to go and see that I want to see that I, that passed me by is it's not because it's Ghostbusters it's because it's just I just don't just too it. busy rewatching House of Thousand Corpses yep, for podcasts yeah uh, Devil's Rejects 70s road film does, I loved it <laughs> does the Devil's Rejects think that it uh, takes the chainsaw massacre with that intro when it gives you the wee writings and says back in 1970 there was a house in the Texas wastelands that's but, how it takes the Jets of Damascus starts. Is, is, is it a nod to the head or is it plagiarism? It's similar to the head. House of Thousand Corpses was a complete rip-off is it of Texas Jets of Damascus. No, it's not a nod to the head, it's a headbang. House of Thousand Corpses is a complete rip-off of Texas Jets of Damascus or an homage to it. So this having similar things, of course. What's wrong with that? No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just interested to hear your opinion on these uh, questions. I have. Right, uh, they've sourced more funding clearly because they've gave uh, Tiny a proper burn face this time, uh-huh. and not just a, a silly mask on. Uh, now, uh, here's a question about the, the the actual characters in the movie, and not about the movie making itself. How sick do you need to actually be to spoon a dead body? 
you know, at the very start when the cops are in the house and Bill Mosley's cuddling a dead yeah. body. How sick do you actually need to be to spread well, a dead body? These people are fucked in the head. <laughs> I think that's what makes these movies... I don't think they're scary. I don't think they're really meant to be scary. But there's something unsettling about people that just are doing this shit. There's no cause or reason. They're just fucking mental. They'll pass you in the street. If they want to kill you, you're dead. It's like proper unhinged. Whereas other movies are maybe leading it to, oh, he's doing it because of this, because this happened to him, because this. These people are just fucking crazy. And but, I think but, that's more unsettling. Than... But, yeah, but that also that also creates me the question of, is it true to life? Is it real life scenario? I know you get serial killers, but how often do you get them that bold and brash who'll kill anybody? I think, yeah, you, you definitely get them. I don't know if you do. Killing spree. I mean, I guess Peter, that guy... Peter Sutcliffe. It was that guy that um who was the 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 sniper? Remember he like cut a hole in his, the back of his yeah, the Washington sniper shooting folk. I suppose you do kind of get killing at random. A- any school massacres? Yeah, no, but that's that's like a that's a enclosed situation where it's mm-hmm. they're all in the one place and it's just like free firing. Whereas they are they're actually going on a road trip of killing as they go. But then I suppose in fact, so, that guy remember the guy that escaped for Carstairs years ago. With like his again, his it was boyfriend. again it was in the one situation because but he escaped and then just started axing people. No, it was all in the kind of it was all in the momentum of moving like from going out from the nurse they killed to then the police that they encountered and then to the the person they met. It was all in the one kind of movement. Well, I think if if it does exist, then that shit's terrifying. Oh, it, it is terrifying if it exists. But uh, so, but to the characters that he's created from uh, House of Thousand Corpses, I mean, it does kind of go in because if they've killed a thousand people already and have a thousand corpses in their house then yeah maybe they would go killing people and I suppose if the cops are onto them and have already surrounded their house and they had to go out in a blaze of glory well to begin with it's like a shootout to begin with which almost kind of bookends the whole movie mm-hmm. uh, then maybe you would you think that well um, we're going to die so we're going to get caught shortly anyway so we'll just uh, I think the house of thousand corpses is just a title at the start of this they kind of estimate their number at like 72 bodies I don't think well I think that's a complete lie then I don't I, I think that's a terrible terrible writing because it should have been house of 72 corpses then but that's some shit well you, you know you can't just beef it up yeah, yes you can it's like, it's like all the, serial killers it's like caught the, and actually admit to it go oh by the way I've actually killed like no, 500 no what's, what's, what's the rule what's the rule you do uh, girls take three off their sleeping with count and guys add three apparently like it used to be before we all started getting completely PC and about I've slept with three people <laughs> 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 uh, so I so it should be house of 75 copsies at the most no, no. yes oh house of 100 copsies then Again, sounds shit. Well, that's because they aren't as good Million as they think they are. A million is too much. A thousand that's is That's what just I would rent. tell them. See, if I met them, I'd be like, you're not as bad as you think, yeah? <laughs> good, good luck with that. House of a hundred copies. <laughs> so, Devil's Rejects, it starts with, as Scott says, a big shootout at the Firefly kind of ranch. The police, uh, William Forsyth, is playing the brother of the cop that's killed in the first one. He wants to get the Fireflies. It's a big shootout. Mother Firefly gets caught who's yep. played by a different actress than the first yeah. one uh, they're also they're wearing these really crude like steel metal armour things to try and save them from they're not going to save them from bullets and also definitely going to save them for the gas yeah but that's how they then get well they escape but Mother Firefly gets yeah, caught because her man gets shot so Otis and Baby escape they get in touch with Captain Spalding who it turns out is character dad's what's um What's it like with Spalding in the first one? Like they mention, they mention him like the the house as if they know him, but 
does I don't think is Sherry Moon is is baby there in that scene where they call him like an asshole or something like that because it turns out in this movie that the baby is Captain Spaulding's daughter but they also make it known halfway through, like they talk halfway through that um, Bill Mosley what's his character's name again Otis was the Otis and baby are brother and sister uh, whereas in the House of Thousand Corpses it's kind of the the backstory if you read online is meant to be that Otis is not a member of the Firefly family by a family he just came and kind of just get tied in because Mother Firefly says as she's leaving you two should have babies or something like that like assuming that she's talking about baby and Otis but then like later on when they're terrorising the, the family they meet he says do you not fancy my sister but then that could all just be psychological Mm-hmm. Mindfucking. I think that's where between the two movies, what the Devil Reject should be is a different set of serial killers. Still with three actors. Yeah. But maybe not tie it in However, with the same family. With everything else, take up to if a brother and sister were fucking each other, it wouldn't really be that. Uh, uh, we we said he's lying with the body. That's his line. <laughs> he, he's got a brilliant line where the cop later on is showing is showing a photo of the cheerleader. And he's like, ah, oh, she's like a hot bitch. And he gets shown the Polaroid, hey, the cheerleader dead. He's like, oh, you wouldn't fuck her now. And Otis goes, well, I wouldn't say that. But he's like, kind of, he's got shit stapled to him, he's tied up the chair. And I was like, what a badass. <laughs> Fucking disgusting, but come on, that's pretty badass. I like that. He looks much better in this movie than he does in the first movie, like character-wise. Like, it, like the albino with thinning hair looks... Dodgy in the in the first one, but he, he looks, looks weak. He look, yeah, aye, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he looks weak, but uh, in this one he looks like an actual badass. Like he does look mental in this movie. I don't know how far we've got. The pretty much the, the whole start of this movie, I have just seen. I'm just pretty much saying that the, the 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 dialogue is just rude for the sake of being rude. Fuck this and fuck that, and you know, all like all this kind of stuff. But I mean, I guess it's not as bad. You know, getting to the end date and discussing it, it's not as bad as I, I was writing here. I was thinking I was trying to be yeah, an old proof. harsh for harsh. Sake. <laughs> I'm not that fucking. Old. Hey, so they the escape through a tunnel get in touch with Spalding and then it starts a road movie yeah essentially they just got jumped, to get to I've jumped brothers. straight to aye they're going to his brothers or his stepbrothers oh, well, that's where they're aiming yeah and that's it then who is played by how do you pronounce his second name Cause I Ken Foray Foray I would say Foray but I heard somebody pronounce it Foray Ken Foray Foray some, I don't know I didn't hear him pronounce it I heard something so I don't know but anyway <laughs> and he's in it and he has had shite roles uh, since he played Roger Rockmore wouldn't you agree? No. Because I like Devil's Rejects. Aye, and but he's he was... Also he was, he was, he was fi- I like that. He was... That was fi- uh, Roger Rockmore was finished by the time he reached them. So no, Keen Kill finished like 2003 or 2004. No, Keen Kill was before that. Keen Kill finished in the 90s. So Did then he's definitely went downhill since Roger Rockmore. No, he's not because I like him in this and I like him in Lords of Salem. He's in Halloween remakes as well. Is that all he's done? Who cares? I like him. <laughs> hey, he was in a movie called Apocalypse of the Dead and it's awful. I'll give you a look at that as well and watch it. It's, you'd actually need to physically force yourself to make make it to the end. It's that bad. Um, but he's he's obviously the best as uh, Peter from Dawn of the Dead. That's just simply simply it. Nothing else. Yeah. I was going to um, I was going to wrap the whole uh, Keenan Kelly intro, but I don't have enough time to fit that in. Well, we so, have time. <laughs> uh, I forget how it starts. <laughs> I, I honestly forget how it starts. Like, you don't actually have to do that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Coolio was in that. You've read all red, thinking you're ready to rap again. I no, because I wish I could. I wish I could uh, remember it. He, I think he'd be a really good convention meet. I know he does the, the ones yeah. over in the states, but I don't know if he's if he comes over here or not a lot. But I think uh, he'd be pretty. He probably good. won't after you, if he hears what you've just said. No, him. I'm telling you, I think he's brilliant. He was great at Roger Rockmore. He was great at Peter and Dawn of the Dead, and uh, he was also in a lot of Rob Zombie movies. You know, just Wait. Apocalypse of the Dead wasn't good. 
That's in the writing as opposed to the acting. Do you know uh, the other guy who's in this movie? Uh, Lou Temple. He plays uh, Banjo. Adam Banjo, the, mm-hmm. the guy who's in the, the, the terrorising the uh, yeah. thing. Do you know who else he was in? Nope. The Walking Dead. Right. <laughs> he was uh, Axel in The Walking Dead. I had to Google that because like, he obviously looks a lot younger. I was like, I know him. But he's got the same hair and the same moustache and everything. Because we've taken like, a couple of weeks off and, and stuff. It's been a while since you've shoehorned that shit. I've really, I've got to the Walking Dead shoehorns all up and down the Yin Yang man to get to you guys. To oh, up and down the Yin Yang. <laughs> down the Yin Yang. You're not going to rap Keenan and Kel, but you're going to talk street. I can't remember how he rap Keenan and Kel. It's like, uh, Keenan uh, no. be scheming with a plan or a plan to make it to the top, but they're always in the middle because they're always getting cut. Nah, there's more yet. To us, that's way more than I thought you'd manage, so uh, it's quite cool. The other guy that said it is the man from. The House of Eyes. Yeah, Jap Stam. <laughs> Who's Jap Stam? The the body referee. Is that not Howard Webb? No, no, no. It's, it's I mean, Jap Stam. No, it's he's a different Jap Stam's a player, but he's I always get them mixed up. It's uh, something like Pelagi Kalina or something like that. But that's who I always think the guy for the House of Eyes is. So he's actually played by Michael Berryman, <laughs> <laughs> not a Manchester United player. No. <laughs> oh, Wayne Rooney's probably good enough that he could have been in the House of Eyes. Yeah, could have been. Don't tweet this to Wayne Rooney. Don't tweet it to Wayne Rooney. It's quite a few folk. What's her name Prince. from Halloween? PJ Souls. Is it PJ Souls? Yeah, I think so. I don't recognise her with the remake. Uh, no, the original, the original Halloween. Uh, and Mary Warnov mm-hmm. from Night of the Comet. And the voice of Tommy Pickles. Yes. Who plays a prostitute in this and it's <laughs> kind of unsettled. <laughs> yeah, the imagine- movie was on E4 today. I watched it a bit, yeah. Okay, imagine little Tommy Pickles saying... I think all the guys want to fuck Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> Except in Tommy Pickles' voice. As I think I, that what I just done. I wish, um, see, I wish something like that was my pal. Because how funny would that be? Like, that would never get old. Just get ready to say weird shit. In, in Tommy Pickles' voice, yeah. Ah, maybe kind of creepy. Because I couldn't go back and watch Rugrats. Maybe it would get old. Maybe it would just be like, she would keep coming out to the pub and you'd be like, oh, the only thing she can do is Tommy Pickles' <laughs> voice, man. She's got no chat. <laughs> he was talking like a baby. <laughs> Who wants a drink? Oh, all right, there she goes again with the Tommy Pickles' voice. Oh. Yeah. Uh, do you know, uh, and obviously, uh, William Forsyth played uh, the sheriff in this one. I uh, seen him once in the toilet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what part of him? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in a, it was one of the comic cons, and there was a huge queue uh, for the toilet, and uh, he came in, he kind of pushed him past to see what the queue is, and somebody was in the queue didn't recognise him because he just looks like a like a guy. Shouted something, hey, the queue's back there, and he's listening. He said he's American accent. I know. <laughs> That's obviously not the best uh, well-precise accent you've ever heard. But did he still then piss? No, he never came back. I don't know where he went. He probably went to like the VIP toilet. So I don't know. I'm so assuming. He came in and skipped and then fucked off. No, he, he came in and just looked around and then went away again. <laughs> Maybe he was just lost. P- possibly. Mm. Uh, I wonder what guest is in front of this queue, man. <laughs> this guy's really, this guy's really uh, people here. Right, see him. Right, um, give me more. Of, give me more of the things that you that you don't like about this film. Or I tell you, my next note is actually something that I do like. This one is more realistic view on murder, or it's a better view on murder. It's scary. It's uh, it's not glamorised and it's like as if as if we're on the side of the killers having a laugh. I think the murders like, in this are more traumatising because yeah. like the scene where they they're, they're basically forcing it to fucking go down on the guy. Yeah. All that shit. It, there's a bit of kind of grittiness in real well, That's I think that's better writing in terms of a horror movie because I think it's genuinely it looks scary that situation. It's when the comedian, uh, you know, the big tall guy, the kind of baldy guy that 
um, I looked him up. I, I didn't recognise anything he's in, but I do recognise his face. He's the roadie in this movie, and he comes in and he's just in the, the room for like two minutes, and then he's on his knees and gets shot in the face straight away, and they all. Like the the victims all absolutely lose it, screaming and shitting yeah. themselves, being sick, and like that is that looks realistic to me. That's not glamorized violence. That's not like the first movie where they're having a laugh about it. That looks scary. Yeah, it's like true. Yeah, true fucking like how you? I mean, how, how would you react if that happened right in front of you? I mean, to be, I don't know. Hopefully, be the one doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, my next note again is uh, is uh, good um, pr- praising. You're uh, really fearing this wrestling match in the garden. <laughs> See when uh, when uh, when Otis says to him when uh, Axel for the Walking Dead says something like hey, "Let us go" or whatever he says. He says the next words out of your mouth better be some Mark Twain shit because that's what's getting inscribed in your tombstone. And I thought that's actually quite good. Yeah, that's, good. That's, that's the best line that Rob Zombie's uh, ever written, and, and that's including his music. No. Well, I, well, Dead I am the one exterminating son yeah. slipping through the trees Coming back the <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I do really like that line and yeah. I think it's more because see with Bill Mosley's voice Mosley's voice it's more hard hitting and it's not like oh like I'll say oh that shit will be inscribed in your tombstone you know yeah. for a fact I'm not ever going yeah, to you can't I'm not going to kill you and I'm not going to inscribe it your tombstone but when he says it you think oh that shit's going to be your tombstone you're yeah. fucked I like that that's a good line good spot yep I don't mind the speech either on religion or, or more specifically God just before he kills the old man later on when he walks him into the, the desert to dig up the guns he says mm-hmm. and uh, the old boy's praying and he says ah, go pray and he's like praying I pray for the beat the, the beat the, what is it? the insects and the birds and you know I pray for all God's creatures and he says pray cause, and, I, and pray that he strikes me down with lightning here right now right now and saves you go, off, go for it because that's when you when you zoom religion right down to the one person that's praying for something, it's complete bullshit. There is no god. Uh, well, hmm. there is no god, people. That you, you not, heard it from me. That's just Scott. That's not Liam or it's evil. Not, that's not Liam the Catholic. <laughs> uh, should God intervene and help people? Should it, who knows? This is not for a different podcast. This is for the religious hour. But I thought I thought it was a good good point because I do I, I agree with it. I'm not zombie as an atheist. If he's not, I'd be very surprised. So yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. It does I kind of bring it to. But I mean, I know, I know people. I, I understand. I understand religion, and I know how it helps people. And I understand that um, you say uh, God works in mysterious ways and interpret your prayers in different ways and how He helps them. But in a situation like that, where you're praying, I mean, I guess you could even argue, or religious people would even argue, that it's praying for salvation, so that when his end does come, which essentially his end comes pretty quick after that, so that could be seen by some as an answer from God that I couldn't save you, but I made you go with the least pain, and now you've had your salvation and you're up in heaven. So maybe I've answered my own question. These kids are good. They're good, aren't they? What are they? It's littles. Really? Yeah. Uh, salt and vinegar. No, I don't yeah, they're salt and vinegar. They're really nice. Uh, like ke- salt and vinegar kettle chips. I can't remember where I went. Where we went shopping. They might be littles. No, I think they're Tesco, but it's, it's kettle chips. Aye. Oh, nice man. Yeah. Uh, so it's a with your religion <laughs> thing, though. Well, you know, right? So that's but that's a, that is. A, I thought that's that's a, that's a good point. That's in that one. Now here is my most controversial statement okay. that I've written down for both these movies. I don't mind Sherry Moon's acting in this movie. I, I think, think she's actually Moon, pretty good. I think she's a very good actress. I think it's just the laugh and the the character that she portrays in the first movie that just. Done, but that's man, the man. character. I know, I know. That's the point. That's the point, and that's the thing that I'm saying here. Like all these people that, in here that I'm, any criticism putting on any of this, these movies, the people themselves. It's not a criticism of them themselves. Although, again, somebody could argue that you know you tell an artist that his paintings are shite 
Oh, but I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I but that's I know I'm putting my whole self into this work, so it kind of hurts my feelings that you're saying that my work's rubbish. That so that's not what I mean. The 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 character that she portrays in the first movie does my nothing. It, it's hard for me. It's hard to watch and listen to the voice that she puts on. Um, but in this one, you know how the scene where she's telling the the girl, if you want to go and do a piss, you need to punch the the other girl in the face. Mm-hmm. That whole scene was somewhat believable like her delivery of the lines seemed like it to me was, was, was quite I good I think out of, in all Rob Zombie films I honestly not just because I'm a fan I really like her acting I think she's very good sometimes there's a lot of gratuitous ass shots that aren't needed but hey ho uh, but Lordsley Salem was the one that on first watch I thought ah, her acting was really wooden it was really stiff but then you know, I watched it a second time I was like shit it's not it is generally the character the character's meant to be like that yeah. I think she's a very very good actor I mean there must be a that'll reason. be controversial because I know we've obviously heard it on Facebook a lot of people love or hate hate it and a lot of people have problems with her or whatever but I honestly I like it I mean I guess when you look at it because of the controversy and the debate that he instills and because she's his wife it's also another easy target it is easy options and easy reasons to hate or to have criticisms with but people are like oh she's only in it because she's his wife I don't think so I don't think MD could portray Baby in House of Thousand Corpses as well as she does is she in it because she's his wife or is she his wife because she's in it yeah I think they maybe met on the first one maybe she's maybe just Sherry Moon yeah. and then she was Sherry Moon Zombie I don't know that yeah, could I'm not sure about conjecture. that I'm not sure However, when uh, a quick uh, Google on her, she was uh, an act like some fashion designer and model and other things, an actress as well before for him. So I got I used to fancy her. Yeah. Not anymore. After seeing her in the Halloween when she looks. No, happy. I just got older and I just stopped fancying everything that I've seen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> as we do. But now I now I actually think about things and go, do I fancy them? Do I not? And I'm obviously in a committed relationship. Yes, yeah, so okay, really. Did you know there should be only one person you're fancying? Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, do, 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 you know what I have to ask as well jumping back in the movie a bit what would you do to survive a situation like that get more of these crisps and just sit and eat them well. like if you were in a, <laughs> if you were in a hotel room and, and these sadistic people come in and threatening to kill you what would you do like would you let him shaggy would you let Bill Mosley shaggy like properly like insert his penis in your anus either that or get shot in the head yeah no no possibly tortured you don't know mm-hmm. they're going to kill you fast I'd probably I don't know. I try. I try and kill myself. That's the next question. Like, see when they're letting, when they're making you drive into the middle of nowhere. You know that you you you'd be thinking, right? This is definitely it. Now, I'm going to be killed. Would you just try and piss them off to, so they kill you as fast as possible? Oh, no, I'd drive off the road and try try and try and kill the whole van. Yeah. I think it would be difficult to know what to do in a situation like that. You know, like how far. You know, would you would you would you go? How what, what could you do? It's um. Would you take a shot in the brain? To survive, like yeah. forever. But what we're saying now is, <laughs> would you let yourself be raped just to survive for a wee while longer? Or would you just go, do you know what, my dignity means more? That's probably like a really, really harsh moral question. Not a moral question, because it's not your choice. A, a really difficult situation that a lot of people get put, are actually put in in real life. Mm-hmm. 
because you might think that you're in a, a horrendous situation like that you're going to die so that's probably a difficult one to like have a, a light hearted laugh and a joke about but um, aye I'd probably suck his dick to survive and I'd let him shag again. I'd probably love it I'd probably like spit my fingers and shove my ass <laughs> come on and like really, get, <laughs> really but think about it tell right, what if you get fully fully into it and that takes the power away from him and he's like oh, this is rubbish this isn't good and you spend the rest of your life fingering your ass <laughs> it's just like sitting wallowing but, in the shower like Jim Carrey when he finds <laughs> out the, uh, the that could be that could be another good thing See if that was a woman that was getting that. Would you have asked that question? Well, would you, and would you would you get raped in ass or shot in the head? Well, again, it's because it's bringing it to men. By the way, you can get raped as well, and that's oh, I can, oh, horrifying. Yeah, of course, it is. The movie does touch on that though, because obviously they strip the woman down first, and he puts the gun down her pants, and then kind of almost forces her to feel like she has to kiss him mm-hmm. to try and to try and ease that situation, and then it looks like she's going to go ahead and and. Like when she puts her on, his, on her knees, that she's going to go ahead with that sex act, and then they just like mess with her head even more and tell her like she's like a slag or whatever they said to, to then, then further mess with her head. But it's the, the whole situation's a horrible, horrible situation, and you can imagine that people who are physically actually in something similar, it must be horrendous. Not for you, obviously, with your like your fingers and that. I was just, <laughs> I'm th- I, was just I was just thinking like, what could you do like if you potentially enjoying it? Like, does that take the power away? Not saying that that's what people should do. In that situation, I think they would, I think they would finish it off and then just kill you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've died enjoying it. I know. <laughs> Put this on my tombstone. Enjoyed, enjoyed this last ten minutes in life. Right, you know, I so so they leave these people in in the hotel room, and the housekeeping comes in, in the morning and finds them. The the special effects when the the mother character that was stripped down under gets stabbed, and she pulls the knife out, and it and the blood just starts pouring yeah. out. Yeah, really pretty good. Uh, so the next morning, the the housekeeping comes in and finds. The wife of Axel from The Walking Dead tied to the back of the door, wearing his face because uh, Otis comes back and had cut off mm-hmm. Axel's face when he was out killing him in the in the middle of nowhere. And she's got this mask on, and the the, the housekeeping pulls her off the off the wall, and then she this is this is a scene that I didn't like because it's not true to what I would believe to be true to real life. It's progressing the story. It's it's so she runs out and chases after the housekeeping for a while and runs across the, the parking lot, runs across the kind of desert, runs onto the highway and stands in front of a truck and gets ran down and completely smooshed and that's her dead. Her witness statement is now null and void because she's dead. They just know that the devil rejects have been in this this area. If you are tied to the back of your chair, uh, uh, back of your door for p- presuming hours because you need to wait for housekeeping to come, wearing the face of your dead partner, the first thing you're going to do when you get knocked off and your hands are free this whole this whole time is take that fucking mask off your face. You're not going to run blindly into, into traffic. You're going to take the mask off your face and then be in hysterics or whatever you're going to do. It's just It was just a way to get that cool scene with the mask on her face and running and then killing her off and then that just... just that is a fucking cool scene though it was cool it was creepy but that was only for to progress the story it wasn't realistic to real life I don't think it's a roller coaster go on it and enjoy it stop analysing I will never ever enjoy the tutti fucking fruity scene why? except the line for Bill Mosley when he said there's no fucking ice cream in your fucking future (laughs) I don't know if there's two fuckings in it but why not? I don't know it just annoys me I think I think that's that's the Tarantino part just that that's the uh, the Pulp Fiction do you know what they call uh, and I don't mind that with I don't mind that back and forth I but don't like the two that, that's one. It. why I don't know I think it's just the delivery to the fucking food I don't I don't like it <laughs> I like it right so, you. Uh, here we go we're stepping out of uh, reality again 
And I guess you could say from, you know, this is like certainly ends my suspension of disbelief on the fact that the cop isn't just going to kill a prisoner. But his brother's died. He and, is, and so? He's, he's kind of went rogue. I don't, it's just, it seems like it's just too too big a, a step. But I will give the reasons why it was further on for reasons why I don't like that even more. Um, but did, what I did notice was nods to The Shining. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Uh, Charlie, Ken Foley's character, when they go to his apartment, he's got uh, pictures of naked black women up in the walls, which is the same as Scatman Crothers when he goes back to his house in Florida and he's oh, got really? like, like topless women and pictures on the walls. Also, it's how he dies. He gets hit in the chest with an axe, which is the same way Scatman Crothers dies. Mm-hmm. I think he might be hit in the back, I can't remember. But it's, he does this die the same way. So it's a good spot. Not 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 to the shining. The that also that scene where they go and try and buy some chickens. Uh, oh, that, that's great. I just laughed out loud. You know that scene. It was, it was delivered. That's probably the best delivery in the whole. That guy, that small part he's got, that is the best delivery in the whole movies. Now y'all ain't planning on fucking these chickens, are you? What the fuck are you getting at? Do you fuck chickens? <laughs> well, I have thought about fucking some chickens before. Huh? If you want to have a good time and you need some pussy, you can cut that chicken's head off, stick your dick in that ass of that chicken, and that damn chicken will go crazy on your ass and go, Are you saying that I would cut off a chicken's head, put my dick in it, fuck it, and go, ah? So and now we actually know how to fuck a chicken. Well, actually, I know. I, think, I mean, there's, when you first hear you're thinking, is there, a, is there a hole in a chicken? Could you do it? Yeah. But, oh, you need to cut of the head off. Where's the hole in the chicken? Where do you think the eggs come from? Well, that's what's a big... Would a human fit in there? Depends who. Depends on the size of the <laughs> Some men are bigger than others. Yeah, you get some big eggs, though. Double yokers. I've seen a triple yoker once. Really? Oh. Probably put a piece of that chicken <laughs> in. If it, <laughs> if it laid a triple yoker. <laughs> the chicken wasn't happy. <laughs> Do you know how? When, so moving on to the end, when they when they get kidnapped by or not kidnapped but caught by the the cop. Although he's so unhinged now that you could possibly kidnap. And because the bounty hunters, we need to give a shout out to Diamond Dallas Page and Danny Trejo, the bounty hunters. Yeah, they, they, well, when, when you first came over, what was this? Danny, Danny, Danny Trejo is one of those actors that you think is is he good or is he just as like B-movies or the rest of the nope, movies he's nobody in nobody ever thinks that everyone knows Danny Trejo is fucking brilliant he's in um, the old El Paso adverts I mean I don't know what that says about him they are good adverts he also Danny before Trejo's he was an brilliant. actor was like in a proper gang so I don't know I say too much he's fucking brilliant machete. no I like no I do I do like him I've never actually seen Machete I always want to go and see uh, Machete but I've never seen it yet but uh, I do enjoy uh, other movies he's in uh, Dust Till Dawn it's good great um, nice I do like kids. the old El Paso adverts those uh, stand up boat uh, fajitas are Brilliant tacos, really good. Fucking love Danny Trail. Yeah. And Diamond Dallas Page, all the wrestling fans, I love Diamond Dallas Page. And now he's his own yoga school. Not mm-hmm. quite as cool, but. Extreme yoga. Yeah, that is. Right, so you know how when they're getting uh, tortured? Mm-hmm. Do you think getting stapled would be that sore? If it's an industrial staple, the stapler, right? I don't think so. It looked like it was just like a wall staple you had in primary school. I think it would still hurt. I don't think it would. I don't think. I think I've got quite a high pain through it. Have you got a stapler in here? But if I did, I'd like to staple me and show you it when they hurt. I think it would, I think it would nip. I don't think it, Yeah, but I don't think it would hurt that much. And he keeps doing it. It must be like a big heavy duty stapler. I can't really remember it. It must be a heavy duty stapler. No. He obviously goes further on because he starts electrocuting them next night. That would be quite so. Especially if you've been stapled. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Right, you know how, right, so making the cop crazy and sadistic makes you root for the devil's rejects. Fuck that. They are the bad guys. They're the bad guys in this movie. Every fucking person in this movie is a fucking asshole. Fuck you, Rob Zombie. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's any likeable characters. There's not. Charlie, Ken Foray's character, should be likeable. But he fucking Lando's their ass, man. He grasses he, the man. He's so Lando's. <laughs> it's a complete fucking Lando. <laughs> By the way, uh, are you going to give them up? No. Are you sure? Okay then. <laughs> Bring it to dinner and let's fucking get them. Wando fucking Calrissian. You know what I was thinking, right? You know how, like, so after they've been tortured and he sets the house on fire and he lets baby run away, but then he comes after her and he shoots her from the back of the leg and he says, I could hear the bone smashing. I thought, guns are fucking cheating, aren't they? Like, they really are cheating. <laughs> I, I think we should get back to swords. Possibly. Have you seen that thing? It was, it went, I don't know if it went viral, it was on like Unilad or some shit. And it's a blacksmith, but he only makes like mythical swords and like shit from games. Yeah, I should have The video's like about 35 minutes it? long, but that's probably seen it. Seen it I, oh, that's so this, cool. This boy just out in the back, just making, he makes the sword for Final Fantasy in that video. And that shit's terrifying because, uh, what's that pawn shop that used to be in Glasgow? Oh, Victor Victor Morris. Morris. Used to sell a Klingon sword. Yeah. Like the big fucking double blade. Yeah, he used to sell fucking crossbows now. But you can imagine it's Glasgow. Yeah. There's some guy walking about, you call it a knife. <laughs> this is a fucking knife. I mean, that's a clay one, so I'd get that away. Have you Just seen? Chop them cunts down in Tesco. It's pretty good watching videos of people uh, having mishaps with swords. Have you seen the guy who's trying to chop some chop a watermelon with like a short katana? I don't know what they actually call them. Sure, it's got a different name because it's no, short. I get this katana. But he's holding the watermelon, balance it on the top of his hand, hand to keep it steady, and he swings it with his other hand and goes up, and then but. He obviously catches his hand, but you, to begin with, you think it's um, watermelon juice, and he puts his hand behind his back and brings it back out to the camera, and then you just see, oh no, that is uh, that's <laughs> blood. He's in trouble. There's also the guy. Does his nose? That's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Whoever thought it was a good idea to put a smoked sausage in your mouth and get your palate to try and cut it in half with a fucking samurai sword, the tip of his nose is right off. I'm kind of glad we're a wee bit older because I I think that some of the parties we had after the cat house. I uh, used to If yeah. we had a sword That shit could have happened I used to During that time I used to watch Fail videos online And piss myself laughing All the way through I could sit for hours Watching fail videos So you know If I watch the fail videos Most of them Are just me going like Why are you being so stupid <laughs> And being annoyed At the people For being so stupid God damn kids I know what it is <laughs> It totally is man Turn 30 And you just Fucking get more sensible Let's jump into The end scene Which is a big Fucking like 10 minute epic With Leonard Skinner Freebird Yeah he plays Freebird The devil's dickheads Are not free I've changed them They're now they're called The Devil's Dickheads yeah, Not The Devil's, Devil's Rejects Yeah hey, And it's just a big shootout Slow motion The squibs going off Freebirds A brilliant song I That's, It's yeah, it's Sweet Home Alabama uh, And It ends And they're all dead The whole like Firefly family are dead Give me three steps better than Freebird a bit I don't give me three steps, give me three steps, mister, give me three steps towards the door. I can now honestly say that I still prefer Freebird. <laughs> uh, and I think that's a brilliant scene to end it. I wish they weren't dead, I wish there was a third one, but it's a great, I think it's a great It's, it's good that you kill them because if you let them live, then it would totally be glamorising yeah. what they got up to. Is it kind of like, I don't remember how Natural Born Killers ends, but is it kind of like a Natural Born Killers end? Yeah, like, shoot out like a Louise Yeah, Thelma like just going to blaze of glory. Well, it's, a road it's not movie. really glory, is it? It's, it's a road movie, the road always has to end. And they go off it. Well, these don't, these guys just get fucking blown apart. But yeah. It was good. I've not rated it, but I'm going to say it's better than uh, How's a Dozen Copses. I'm going to give it seven. Two fucking threes out of ten. 
I'm giving it a strong eight again. Both of them. I know people have one a favourite one or the other. I like them both for different reasons, so I think they're both very solid eights. And I love Rob Zombie. I love the Halloween remix. Uh loads of Salem. First time I watched it, wasn't too keen on it. Second time, really enjoyed it. The third time, fucking loved it. I still need to watch Lords of Salem. I don't mind the Halloween remakes, but if we ever do an episode, like for an actual Halloween episode, we maybe compare the original and the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will have opinions. But I don't. I don't know if you can compare it. No, I'm, no, not, pr- not putting them side by side. They are two different movies. Yeah. That is that is agreed. One hundred percent agreed. Have you seen El, uh, the Haunted World of El Superbisto? It's cartoon. No, it's actually really good. It was on Netflix. Rob Zombie's cartoon was on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I bought it on Blu-ray from America and then realised I don't have an American Blu-ray player. So, if any Americans are listening and want El Superbisto on Blu-ray, send me money and I'll send you. Uh, but it's on Netflix. It's good. It's on Netflix right now? Uh, it was. Uh, so it may still be. Maybe. But, I genuinely, I love everything Rob Zombie does. I can't wait for 31. I've done the Kickstarter. I got a director's chair, a signed poster, signed script, signed Blu-ray when it comes out. I've got a fucking sticker to put in the back of my car that says I helped make that <laughs> shit and I've got a 31 t-shirt that I wore for the first time the other day there going shopping with Lena and I didn't realise it until I put it on that it says at the back film crew and I thought <laughs> I'm a fucking dick <laughs> I'm walking about Glasgow Fort looking like I'm part of the film crew <laughs> no you're walking about Glasgow Fort with those guys who wear Sons of Anarchy cuts and think they're an actual motorbike gang that's what you look like I also have a Sons of Anarchy cut and I do think I'm a motorbike gang <laughs> So, uh, I can't wait for 31. I hope he sends me the DVD or the script fucking now. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to see it. Yeah, but maybe, I don't think you'll get it early, but... Um, I should. Yeah. Fucking donated money, in it? We actually um, asked online about, and we get, actually, it turns out Rob Zombie, like we said, does inspire debate. We get a lot of feedback yeah, about the, um, the Rob Zombie stuff. Mark said that Captain Spalding is fucking brilliant. Yeah, uh, that was Smart Brown, wasn't it? Yep. Um, Pal Ross, Ross Forrest, said a pretentious, over-explanatory wanker, masquerading as a writer-director, or it might be the other way around. Either way, it's all somehow worse than his music. I was actually thinking about adding Ross Forrest, a friend, <laughs> just to delete him. <laughs> <laughs> because that opening line, I just don't agree with. I think you're fucking wrong. Um, we have uh, Ross Todd, uh, had a really in-depth review, and he said, uh, watched half of the Halloween reboot. It was decent. So, cheers, <laughs> cheers Ross for that. <laughs> Fish liked it. Fish thinks Rob Zombie's good. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but let's just kind of assassinate him. He said Rob Zombie's the best thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> and it's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't agree with everyone that said there was like they had problems. I don't, ag- I don't agree with any of them. Uh, Ryan McCartney actually had the best point. I did agree that a lot of Rob Zombie's movies are very similar mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to differentiate between between the movies. Like, you remember a scene from Devil's Rejects and sometimes you're like, oh shit, was that House of a Thousand Corpses? Was that yeah. Lord of Salem? That's probably my only criticism of Rob Zombie. If I really had to bring a criticism. And uh, our other apparel, uh, Mark, had said uh, that he's a nice guy. So we are both... Oh, Mark's got a good story about Rob Zombie but I can't say it <laughs> on the mic, so... Well, uh, any news? Uh, oh, the uh, news is that there's a new uh, trailer for uh, The Ring. Or it's called Rings. So it's a, uh, another Ring movie coming out. Gay porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I've not seen it. 
I've not uh, watched it yet either, so I'm hoping it's not just a cash in. Do you know uh, what? I'm not even I'm not even keen on watching it because I think it will just be a cash in. Yeah, because I mean, where could they go? Could they not like re envisioned even a similar, you know, backstory of something creepy like that and just done it? You know, they don't even again. have wells anymore. I know, or videotapes. Huh? A haunted DVD. Mm, doesn't have the same, same ringy, does it? Do uh, Ha! Ring! Let's <laughs> friend Amy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her boyfriend John, an iPad sometimes goes out the, out the room, or like when she's up in bed, yeah. and he'll put on the iPad the ring video and play it through the TV, and it just comes on in her room, mm. and she shits herself. She's nearly moved out a few times, apparently. I think that's fucking brilliant. I think that's pretty good as well, yeah. Pranking your, your partners, definitely. If I was any good at technology, I'd do it to Lena, but she'd see it coming. Yeah. You need to get smarter, smarter, smart things to do. What else do we have? Well, we're, we're, we don't have any creepy corner this week. What we're going to do is we're do, putting a bunch of research to um, bring the serial killer series that we talked about before. We're going to go ahead with that and make that happen. Episode 25 to episode 30 or 29. I don't know how numbers work. For we'll, five episodes. We'll, do episode, uh, we'll see how it goes. 25 to five episodes after that, we're going to go through the serial, uh, most famous serial killers. Uh, and The movies that they inspired. Yes. And... Let's have some fun with it. And so we'll bring the creepy corners back for that. Uh, yeah. What else? If, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of lessons last week. We yeah. got some new people to the group. If you like it, give us some interaction. Yeah. Uh, share if you if you don't if you've not got anything to say in the groups, share the groups around. Invite your friends in to like the page or to join the Facebook group. I also should apologise for last week's episode. That the whole way through it, there is a washing machine in the background. And this week, I now have clean clothes. So, sorry about that. I didn't realise the washing machine was on. I listened and I thought I was in a dentist's here. It made me think of uh, Steve Martin and uh, Rocky, uh, the Little Shop of Horrors. It actually makes what we were talking about way harder to understand because it's a constant washing machine. In fact, it's probably symbolic of what was going on in our heads at the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So maybe, agree. maybe, maybe it was meant. Uh, the guy from Primer... Got in touch with us. Yeah, he actually had a, a good chat back and forth with him, man. That's pretty cool. He understood his part in the movie. <laughs> Didn't understand quite what was going on the rest of it. So yeah, get so, in touch with us at yeah, You can get us uh, on Facebook. If you search Scott and Liam versus Evil, you'll find our Facebook page that we update regularly and you'll find the Facebook group which is group discussions. You people are putting in their own feedback, putting in their own suggestions of movies and whatnot and their creepy stories and everything else. It's good. Join that. Uh, also get us on Twitter at Scott and Liam Versus and as always you can email us with uh, your reviews of the show tell us we're good tell us we're bad tell us whatever you want suggest movies do whatever you need to do uh, in the privacy of email and that's at Scott and Liam Versus Evil at hotmail.com send us filthy pictures and we'll see you guys next week no.